So you drafted a fantasy football team. Big deal. Ooh, Ooh wow. Ooh. Good job. Drafting is only half the battle. A month from now, you're going to wake up, check your team, and see that your three best players are hurt. Now what? You need to play the waivers, make trades, know who to start. And that's what we're here for. We're coming to you four times a week during the regular season to give you everything you need to win your league and dominate your group chat. Search for the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. And present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere, check it. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Golf, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah, yeah. Dog, <laughs> I'm trying not to do what, like, in this job and in these moments you're supposed to do. But <laughs> in the end, y'all, what's my man's name that was that was quarterback in the Ravens today? Is it Tyler Hunt? Hunt? Tyler Huntley. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Bears <laughs> got beat by Tyler Huntley. You know what that's meant for me is that this is a shit coaching staff with some shitty players who play shitty games quite often on Sundays. It's as simple as that. There's no way in hell the Bears should have lost this football game. Lamar Jackson, by the way, shout out to all the people who submitted their stories of uh, times they had to call off of work. We're going to get to your voicemails at the end of this one because it felt like there was some good things of brewing when I sent that tweet out, when I posted it on Instagram. Shout out to all my, um, my no good friends who couldn't wait to tell me their stories. So I'm, wait- I'm looking forward to hearing those. This thing will get fun by the end. Hell, it'll be fun now. I laughed the entire way through this game. If you as a Bears fan were expecting anything else than the foolishness and ridiculousness that you got, then you're me. Then you're me. I'm not going to call you crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. But in the end, uh, Matt Nagy and this Chicago Bears outfit is trash. It's as simple as that. There's a certain amount of points that you know that the Bears have to score to win the football game. They rarely reach it these days. Justin Fields did not look good today. Simple as that. They're going to be these games. He didn't look he didn't look good. The first drive was the best drive, but I'm sorry. 
Khalil Herbert for three weeks was one of the better running backs in the game behind this offensive line. For some reason, since David Montgomery has been back, I'm not saying put Khalil Herbert in the game more, but since David Montgomery has been back, the, the impetus has not been on running the football. Uh, there was a play action pass and then a screen pass, which everyone jumped out of their skins on when Andy Dalton entered the game. And then Andy Dalton turned back into Andy Dalton. We'll, we can get into the injury of one Justin Fields and how tough he is and, and, and the rib injury. Uh, if he dumps it down to David Montgomery, maybe he doesn't take that shot. But we've talked about him being a, a, not an all or nothing guy, but he, he's looking deep and he's looking in, intermediate first. And then he's thinking about checking it down, which is funny because a lot of fans decry the check down guy until you're asking for the check down guy. But there's a few things at play here. few things at play here. Pre-injury, post-injury. Pre-injury, Darnell Mooney can't be the best wide receiver on this team week to week. I know Allen Robinson was out. Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet show up in certain areas where you're like, oh, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet are playing. This offense just isn't good. It isn't schemed well. It doesn't have the talent. And defensively, the only thing to really watch right now is some of the young dudes who are playing well. But, you know, guys who are getting their, their chance. Guys like Travis Gibson, right? Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, even though he didn't want to get dirty when it came down to that goal line situation uh, where, where they, they, they scored a touchdown to go ahead. Um, I, there's nothing new for me to say about this team, man. Matt Nagy is a bad football coach. If you don't think so, like from from Jump Street with the with the club dub shit and all the other things and the rah rah, at some point when it turns the other way, are you going to be able to get it back with that? Or are you going to be able to get it back with coaching? And in today's game, this is the game you run the football because guess what? They can't stop the pass. The moment you suck them in, you're good to go. You are good to go. The moment they have to commit that that safety to the line of scrimmage, the moment they start going cover one, cover zero, you can have all the fun you want to have with your Andy Reid slash Kansas City, this ain't Patrick Mahomes offense. You can have all the fun, but no, no. The, the Bears weren't – the Bears didn't come out with the right game plan for me. And if Justin Fields is bad, we'll find out. But I know who is. I know who is. Matt Nagy's bad. And, and this is another thing that I, I want you to chew on, too. Uh, if Virginia McCaskey was Jim McCaskey, y'all would be raising hell. I, listen, stop showing Virginia McCaskey in these games. I know she's the, the matriarch of, of one of the proudest franchises in all of sports. But anytime CBS or Fox touches down, it's like, hey, there goes Jenny. She ain't happy either. Y'all see her celebrating like, yay, for a touchdown. But guess what? Special teams is ass. The defense and money moments is ass. The, the offense for, for the foreseeable future will be ass. So there's nothing to be happy about. You're showing this old lady up there. Like, look at Virginia McCaskey. She's happy. We can tell George Hallis stories now. All right. That 15 seconds of the broadcast is over. It's time for us to move on to this shit football game. And this is the point that I have been making on the Tuesday edition of the NFL Ringer Show. Man, or the Ringer NFL Show, because I keep getting that wrong, and Arjuna keeps wanting to punch me in the face every time I get it wrong. But this is the point I've been making. You could be asked for an entire football game and win it. The Baltimore Ravens were atrocious today atrocious but guess what got a better coach got a few better pieces right number 58 was the best play on the field all day long Roquan Smith and and this is with Khalil out there 
You know, injured Khalil, healthy Khalil. Healthy Khalil is dominant, obviously, but we haven't seen healthy Khalil maybe in a year, right? Roquan Smith, we talked about at the beginning of this year, Devin Smith, uh, Devin, yeah, Devin, yeah, it's Devin, what's, what's the, my man's name, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker, the, the inside backer? I think it's Devin Smith. Devin White. I keep saying Devin Smith. It's Devin White. Devin White. You know, the, the Fred Warners of the world, Bobby Wagner still getting it done. There's, there's a bunch of inside linebackers who are out there who are still still top-notch and are young. I don't know if there's one as young as Roquan Smith who is as good as he is. The man had 12 tackles and two tackles for loss in the first half of the football game. Now, that does tell me that the Bears didn't have the football for as much as they should have had with Tyler Huntley, uh, quarterback in the Baltimore Ravens. But when the entire team, the entire team goes down, and 90 minutes before the kickoff, with Lamar Jackson's flu or whatever it is, his not because they couldn't wait. Hey, it's a non-COVID issue, by the way. I want y'all slamming us. We ain't A-A-Ron out here. This is a non-COVID issue. His brother is walking with a limp. He's not feeling good. He got the flu, and he's all beat up, and he's trying to be the MVP on a team that don't got no damn weapons. All right, cool. No Lamar Jackson. Their number one receiver is out. Mark Andrews is their only target. Right. Next thing you know, you got two men covering a drag while Sammy Watkins is running his ass scot-free, butt naked free in the end zone. Like these are the things, man. This team is no good. And it starts from the top down. Everybody's trying to figure out which one do we blame? Who's to blame? Guess what? Anybody you want to blame, spin the bottle today. They can they can get it. Justin Fields wasn't good today before his injury, okay? All you Andy Dalton sycophants came out. He, he pulled two passes out his ass and was trashed the rest of the game. He overthrew and underthrew Darnell Mooney, from my count, five times. And guess what? He got 20 pass attempts when the damn boy went out. When Justin Fields went out, that's when they started to throw the football like it was crazy time. Guess what? When the backup comes in the game, I don't care how you feel about the backup, it's time to run the football and manage the game. But no, the scheme is the star. Matt Nagy saw his chance to make his scheme his star once again. Andy Dalton had 20 pass attempts in a game that was separated by three points. And that's after the injury. So you mean to tell me that's the only way that you guys thought you were going to move the ball today? The game plan was to have Justin Fields throw it 30 plus times, right? Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. This is what I'm saying. If at this point you're still worried about what you can and can't do with Justin Fields, get somebody else in there who could do it then. Get somebody else in there who's going to bring this kid further along so we don't have these kinds of hiccups or so you don't have to handcuff him to a toddler's playbook because it feels like that's what you're doing. It feels like that's what Matt Nagy's getting done. And not to mention the, the actual issues with game management. You mean to tell me on third and one in that fourth quarter, on third and one, when you don't get it because you take a shot, I'm not even mad at the shot play, but the field position and the down and distance, you mean to tell me your headset going out is the reason why you burned the timeout? Or or should you have been a good coach with two plays on the ready when, when that third and one didn't go right because you knew you were going for it? So what happened there? Are you faking like your headset went out because the fans booed their ass off and the punt team ran out there? Or did you feel the heat from the booing and say, all right, I got to scramble around here and fumble with my headset. Get the, get the team back out there. Get, guys, get the offense back out there for a fourth and one play that you didn't get on a wildcat. 
on a wildcat. Meanwhile, Tony Romo and the boys taking up for people they know. They don't know David Montgomery like that. They know Matt Nagy. They know Ryan Pace. Oh, yo, David Montgomery should have bounced it out to the left. You had extended tight end action over there. You had two tight ends at the end of the line. You mean to tell me on fourth and one, you want a running back to bounce it all the way out, get on the outside leverage, the outside shoulder of the furthest defensive player, the rush player? Okay, and if he doesn't get it, that's his ass in film study because he should have put his foot in the ground and went upfield. The problem is, one, you weren't ready for the fourth and one play because even if your headset goes out, they know the two-play package that you got coming out of this, out of the first timeout. Or, or your team's not good enough and you shouldn't be running Wildcat. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm no football savant. You know, you got a lot of people out here who break down all 22s and watch the game 17 times. And want to tell. Let me tell you this. Jason Peters got his ass kicked today. Okay? Jason Peters got his ass kicked today. Uh, Matt Nagy got his ass kicked today. Um, the special teams got their ass kicked today in a game that comes down to, to this slimmer margin. You can't have a pump blocked and also miss a field goal. When Cairo Santos missed that field goal, I was like, uh-oh, that's going to count. That's going to matter. They got Tyler Huntley over there, and, and, and we got Matt Nagy over here. So this is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm sorry, bro. I, I was laughing the whole time until these microphones went on, Chris. Yeah, you you, it, you said that football like, quality play has been bad this year. It's <laughs> been trash. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was on full display out there today. But I think oh what you God. saw, Jay, is just the difference between the Bears organization and a competent football organization like the Ravens, who they can withstand an injury to their MVP starting quarterback on the road and come in and beat you because they are so sound fundamentally for the most part. I know today they weren't great, but they still have the depth to withstand that stuff. And ultimately they can make plays and they can execute even with their second year quarterback out there. Like that's the difference. I think that's why. So I get so discouraged by watching the bears week in and week out, because you look at a a team on a good team on one of their worst days ever, and they still were able to roll out of bed and beat. They get a win. Yeah, they didn't. They probably thought their quarterback was playing up until an hour before kick, yes. and they still were able to come in and knock your ass around for three hours. Like that's mm-hmm. my problem with this organization, with this coaching staff. It's just I, you know, every time you know Saruti jumps in the Zoom, and we're talking about another Bears loss, and like oh, I think like I don't know if he's worried that we're going to be mad about the Bears or something, but this is like weekend. This week, is my life. After, this is life. This It has been life. And you talk about Virginia McCaskey going up on 15 years since she was able to stand on that stage and hold up the trophy with her father's name on it. 15 Mm, years, man. mm. Good God. You know, Uh, I don't don't know what to say. uh, No, you're saying everything (laughs) the right way. And this other like little, little, little things. Robert Quinn, you've been beating Alejandro Villanueva's ass all game long, beating his brains in. By the way, I love it. Uh, for many reasons, I love the the old Alejandro Villanueva ass kicking. You know, I love that. But but in the in the pivotal play of the game, guess what you say? Ah, we're gonna run a tackle end stunt 
with the guy who's been beating the hell out of the dude in front of him all game one-on-one. What we're going to do is we're going to run you around, slow your rush down. We're going to run you around a tackle who you, you know, might be a little slow to get around you, get under you, I should say. And then we're going to have you go up against a guard because Lord knows guards, you know, they don't want you to play in a phone booth. They don't, they don't want you to engage you. No, instead of rushing the edge, Sean Desai, Sean Desai I think has had an up and down year, uh, a lot more down the last couple of weeks than, than the beginning of the year. But, Come on, man. It's just the tiny things, the little things. You don't have the margin for error for these little things. And that's why the Bears are sitting at seven. Oh, is it three and seven now? At three and seven. Tony Romo and Jim Dance talking about, you know, keeping keeping a, a glimmer of playoff hopes alive. What? In what world? How many bus accidents have to happen so that the Bears are a playoff team? Are you serious? What world are we talking about? With Justin, with Andy? Andy Dalton comes in there. He takes his sacks like a rookie. Like, what are we talking about here? This shit is in our blood. This is in our DNA. The Bears fans live in this. This ain't just some, oh, man, this is a crazy year. No, this ain't crazy. This is normal. This is normal. Bears fans have been in a toxic relationship for, for, uh, for 80 plus years. It ain't going to stop this year. And what's the next thing to happen? Because the Bears don't release the, the, the contract status or, you know, or numbers of their coaches. I Listen, Matt, Matt Nagy moves around like he got all the job security in the world. So I don't know what's next. It's just whatever game is next, whatever, you know, close win or, you know, something that gives you hope. You know, you get a little morsel of hope here and there and then you get your ass waxed by any good team. This is the other thing, too. It's bad enough that you got people thinking that your your franchise ain't shit, that your coach ain't shit, that your talent ain't shit. But man, when the field looks like that, when the field plays and looks like that, it's something we in this city know about and we talk about to the point we don't, we're done talking about. It. It's it's like White Sox attendance. If you're still talking about the, the 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 Bears field situation, how Soldier Field looks in the winter months, then you know it, it's a moot point. But when other teams and other fan bases start to comment on it, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The city of Chicago and the Park District maintains that field. There's events on that field. And oh, by the way, the most important um, residents of of that playing surface, the most important, the Chicago Bears, get a chance to slip and slide and run up and down on it like idiots for three hours, eight Sundays out of the winter. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, you're looking at all these other, I mean, hell, if the Bears want to move, we talked about, you know, if the Bears are going to move, we talked about like how it would feel different and all that other stuff. But man, whatever's going to make the organization better, whatever's going to remove excuses at this point, you know, the whole fire Matt Nagy thing is tired. The dude's not a good football coach. And when they get the next one in here, we'll see if the hiring practices remain the same. Are the same people in charge of hiring the next head coach? And there's a lot of people out here planting flags for him because he's a nice guy. I don't care about the nice guy shit. You know why? Because when y'all thought Lovey Smith was an asshole and he was winning games, I was cool with that too. I don't care about the temperament of my head coach. I don't need him to make me feel better about football. I need him to win games. I need him to develop players that are drafted highly. I need him to have the answers because the, the problem is what we continue to see out of this Matt Nagy offense is here, guys, here's, the, here's the, the, the answers to the last test. All right, here's the new test. Next week's test. Oh, damn. But here's the la- answers to last week's test, guys. No, no. 
The NFL has figured out this offense. The NFL has figured out the weak points in this team, and they attacked them. You're going to tell me they're not, they're not talented enough? All right, then, Ryan Pace, come on down. When the last time he talked? He poked his head out twice a year, maybe. It is what it is. You're going to get what you're going to get as Bears fans. And, and ain't shit going to change. Right, why would it change? Like, as a Bears fan, if you're sitting back listening to this, why should something change? Why will it change? All we're going to do, how many of these have we, have we covered? Mark Tressman, Dick Jerron. Like, you know it. You know it when you see it. All we do as Bears fans is lie to ourselves and, and, and pick out the little glimmers of hope. Oh, there it is. Uh, there's a Sunday night performance I can get my arms around. Or, ooh, in a loss, they, they look this good. And only if the, de- is the, the onlys have run out. The onlys have run out. There are fan bases around the NFL who won't stand for it. And still can't do shit about it, but you won't stand for it. The Bears fans won't stand for it, keep getting it, and keep coming back. So this is what it is. God bless you if you think everybody's out here trying to win Super Bowls or win NBA championships or win World Series. It ain't that. And it would hurt your heart to find out that it ain't that as much as it ain't that. Because it's a lot of ain't that running around these sports leagues. All I know is I'm tired of talking about the 85 Bears. I'm tired of talking about the Bears who went down to Miami and, and got beat by Peyton Manning. And I'm tired of talking about Jay Cutler. It seems like we just get to the next, the next glimmer of hope or the next piece of satisfaction, and it's for a year or for two years or whatever, and then we get dropped on our fucking heads like fans, like always. Matt Nagy was cool for a year. What's the last two or three been like? As many have said, maybe that's the outlier. All I know is the results are the results. The Bears got beat by a team that had no business coming to Soldier Field and beating them. I don't give a shit if Justin got hurt. I don't give a shit how you feel about, you know, Khalil Mack being out, Allen Robinson being out. They shouldn't have lost this football game. They had no timeouts because a two-point conversion, a shit two-point conversion, by the way, a a, a poorly executed two-point conversion had to be drawn up. So you get the ball back and you ain't got no timeouts. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm nobody's head football coach. I'm nobody's talent evaluator. But I am a person who understands when the product ain't good. And right now, if you're a Bears fan, I argue with you. I dare you to tell me the product ain't good. And then when you're done with that argument and that dare, come on over to the bull side of things where it's entertaining. It's the full go, Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Connect with the show 24-7 on the full gold voicemail line. Hit us up at 773-359-3103. That's 773-359-3103. 
All right, Jay, voicemails today. You know, you love it when a plan comes together. I think we became a team today, folks. You know, when you rolled out the question uh, about what was your best excuse for calling in sick, uh, I think these are our people. They, they came on full force today at 773-359-3103. On the voicemail line, we've got tales of underage drinking, which we do not condone. Uh, Never. We've got some... We've, we've got insurance fraud. We've got possible mail fraud. Oh. We've got some felonies oh. and, and possibly a crime against the Department of Homeland Security. Ooh, so my people further, came out. Let's go. Yeah. So without any further ado, uh, here's the first one from the 760. Jay, Sean from Pewaukee calling back in 2001. I was working for the Roonies at, at their Irish pub and the Bears were on a roll. Um, and I called into work and said I was arrested for drinking underage so I could go to the Bears versus Tampa game to see the Bears win and uh, just get totally shit-faced on a bottle of Captain. Didn't even have tickets before we got there. Before drinking the bottle of Captain, we didn't even have tickets. Found tickets, and Grammatica shanked the field goal for the Bears to win. <laughs> oh, yo, so... That's that's a great lid lifter, as they like to call it in the industry. Uh, Doug, how, what kind of job is it that you can call and think that instead of calling in sick? Hey, y'all, there's like, a lot of flawed. There's a lot of flawed logic in these calls. Okay, right? let's just uh, let's not waste our time, you know, trying to pick these apart. Okay, hey, but yeah, hey, you're, you're, hey, I got I got arrested, guys. I'll see y'all on Tuesday, though. <laughs> All right, what's next? Hey, you know when you when you when you don't want to work, you will say anything. Oh, I have, I have, yeah. I have. I've killed people who have already been dead. Like, uh, I mean, I didn't kill them, obviously. Well, but you know. th- yeah, there, there's more. There's some of that here in these calls. All right, the next one here from the six seven eight. Let's go. Big Joe here with a quick tale of the time I went to my first Bears game. So when I was in college, while taking a half a semester off, I was working at Champs. And when it came time for Thanksgiving break, for some reason, the only person who worked at Champs that didn't live in town had to work. So where everybody who got to go home, they were all local, but I'm from Chicago, but they, for some reason, made me stay in town to work. And I was real mad. (laughs) My boys had a girlfriend whose father had season tickets to the Bears. So she was like, did y'all want to go to the Bears games? Bears were playing Tampa Bay Buccaneers that Thanksgiving weekend and her grandfather tickets were second row up <laughs> around the 40-yard line. <laughs> I'm like, that. I have to go to this game. It'll be my first game I'm ever going to be able to go to. So the lie I told to get out of work was that my sister was in a hospital and I had to go check on her. I mean, it really wasn't a lie. She did go to the hospital. <laughs> she went for a checkup. But I told the job that I had to go to Chicago to check on her, and I wasn't going to be able to work that hat stand for champs in the middle of the mall. So went up to Chicago, saw my first Bears game. We were right behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bench. Leave was named Sean King, was the quarterback. <laughs> had a great time. I come back down to school. They call me in to work. They asked me to turn in my champ shirt and no longer work here because the manager was mad that her husband had to go work at the hat stand instead of me. So that's one of the wildest lies I told to get out of work, but I feel it was worth it. Peace out. 
My man, Big Joe. Hey, dude, you got to do what you got to do. And you did it all to go watch, you know, a, a, a future biracial social activist as well. So, you know, it wasn't that Sean King? Oh, my bad. My fault. My fault. Different guy, Jay. Different Next dude? Okay. Different guy. 773 checking in here. All right. Yo, yo, peace, peace. What up, bro? This uh, Big Crown, Southside 75th representative. Uh, man, I just want to say, man, you're dope. You're dope, man. Your show's dope. I listen to it all the time. You definitely keep me entertained. But uh, you asked a question on Twitter about what excuse did you use to get out of work. So um, I've done this a couple times. You know, God bless the dead. But uh, a couple times that I did do it, uh, I'm 6'5", 300 pounds. So I've used the, you know, uh, I had a, you know I can't come into work today because I I got to go to a funeral because you know I'm a pallbearer they need me to carry the body. I've used that a few times, a couple times you know hey nobody died you know you know you know knock on wood and um, <laughs> I've even uh, you know crafted a, a, a obituary with my name on it you know a fake obituary you know it, it just got my name on it saying that you know hey I got my name as a pallbearer so when I bring it back to work it shows you know what I'm saying so you know. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even get through it without laughing. That's what you get for giving these motherfuckers Microsoft Paint. Can you imagine somebody just erasing one of the names of the actual Paul Bears and like getting the right font and you know italics in there? So hey, y'all, look at this. If it's any obituary, it's got to be real. All right, what else? That's this. These are good. These are oh. good. Yeah, we're we're gonna go for a little bit of a ride here. We're gonna start to go off course even more so oh, here. Really? Uh, the seven oh eight. We we've got two left, but the seven oh eight checking in. What up, Jason? It's Saba. Actually, at the game right now, but wanted to answer your question. So, my favorite worst uh, excuse to get out of work was this is like when Islamophobia was at its highest, and all my friends wanted to show this flag, and I wanted to go. And I worked at Menards in Iowa. <laughs> and so I was literally like the only minority that worked there. And um, I ended up just like not calling in. I'm like, whatever. Let me try to think of like the best excuse to use. And my excuse was that the FBI had detained me <laughs> because of some of the terrorist attacks that were happening. <laughs> it was stupid, but it was funny and it worked. And everyone was scared of, after, of me after that. So. I love what you're doing, Jay. Thank you, Padam. Thank you. Have a good one. Oh man, our listeners ain't shit. And Doc, hey, listen, <laughs> I know who that is, by the way. And she is a phenomenal lady, like a f- extremely accredited lady. But yes, she is. Bill, pro- is that still your opinion? Oh, no, still. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, she, she's still the shit. But that's that's amazing. And, and you didn't have to detail, by the way, that you were the only uh, <laughs> Muslim brown person working at an Iowa Menards, by the way. You didn't. We, we could have gleaned that from you by the way we could have took that as the context clues all right teddy what else we got <laughs> all right let's let's land the plane here with the 847 fitting off of islamophobia dog like hey you know no, i know we can't we yeah we can't say shit but yeah yeah <laughs> she can't go ahead bro all right so jake i can't believe i'm telling y'all this story um so the craziest thing I've ever done to get out of work, actually, it's, it's kind of a long story, so I don't know if y'all are even going to play it, but I'm not going to say the name of the company because it's just wild, but I was in my early 20s at a, had a job working in wireless. I'll just leave it at that, that I hated, right? Hated the job, couldn't stand going, knew I was going to you know, leave at some point, but you know, I had a homie in HR 
um, that hit me to the fact that I was about to get fired, right? So you know how when you're about to get fired, maybe you don't know, but you, you know when, you, when you're about to get fired, sometimes they tell you to come in, you know, early in the morning, like 8 a.m., right? So, you know, about a week or two went by from when he told me that, and, and you know, I thought maybe he didn't know, you know, maybe it was just a lie or whatever, you know, it was a rumor or something, right? But lo and behold, I got, you know, I got the 8 a.m. meeting, right? So I had an Eagle Talon. I don't know if you know what an Eagle Talon is. Kind of, it was kind of like a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse uh, style car, really, really small, kind of fast. A ladies' right? car. Driving to work, and I'm like, why in the hell am I driving to work, knowing I'm probably about to get fired, right? <laughs> like, like why, why am I about to do this to myself? Right? I'm not about to do this to myself. So I'm like, well, how should I call in? And I'm like, well, you know, if I'm about to get fired, right, I'm gonna. I'm going to just milk whatever I can get, right? You try to let me go, right? I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do. So I had already knew that I was going to purchase a new car. To, the Eagle Town's kind of old. So I was like, well, I'm going to purchase a new car. You know, what I'm going to do with this old one? And I'm going to, you know, I figured I'd donate it to Cars for Kids. You know, the jingle, right? So I was like, well, what if I take an accident, right? So I'm like, well, I'm not about to go hit another car, right? I'm not going to run an house or, or anything like that. Like, what can I do that's, that, you know, I can say was an accident, you know, had pictures of and I really hurt myself or anyone else. What I decided to do is I went to a forest preserve area that had like a, a ditch and everything else. And, you know, I put the car in, in drive and <laughs> let it, I let it roll into this ditch. The ditch wasn't that bad. It was about, you know, it was only about like a four, four or five foot ditch. But it's enough to cause some uh, hella damage. Like, I didn't think it would cause as much damage. Thank God I wasn't in the car. So let it roll out, you know, you know, the airbags deployed, all kinds of stuff. I was still able to open the car door. It didn't slip or anything. But, you know, I went in, you know, I called the police. I was like, hey, you know, I slid, went off, you know, the side of this ditch. You know, they were there, and I made sure that when they got there, you know, they, they brought paramedics and everything else. I get back in the car, call the, call the police, you know, and they, they send paramedics and police everything, ask me what's going on, and, you know, I'm not really, really injured. I'm like, I guess I was just lucky. So I called my boss while they're there, right? So, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I, I know I'm supposed to be here. We were going to catch up at 8, but, you know, my car just split off into a ditch. Luckily, I'm fine, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go to immediate care, you know, to, to make sure I'm all right, you know, you know, and, and he's just like, are, are you sure, you know, if you're fine, you know, you can, you can make it in, you know, we got to discuss some important shit. And I'm like, nah, bro, like, you know, I just got an accident. I'm going to go check myself out, you know, I'm like, you know, I had I still a few sick days left, right? And I couldn't take them with, so I called in. And I'm like, you know, the next day I'm like, hey, you know, uh, I'm still not feeling right, you know, like uh, I'm going to take a few days. So, yeah, I took a few extra days and I know they just like, this motherfucker got to be lying, right? Because, you know, he's using an accident. But they said, what can they say? You know, what you going to say to me, right? I got the police report. You're going to call it up, say say this didn't happen right yeah. you know you can't, you can't say shit to me right ultimately though right like i just started taking days i was i, I ended up taking about 10 straight days right that we ended up paying before i was gonna see if i could even stretch it out to be like hey i got you know short-term disability you know my my neck my back you know i ain't gonna fix the rest of that but uh, you know, I'm just like, hey, you know, let's see how far it goes. I finally felt guilty enough where I was like, all right, I'm going to be back to work. They actually let me come back to work for two days 
and then rescheduled me for an 8 a.m. meeting, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, right? Like, man, and you know, find me and you know, let me go. So they were they were parting ways, but you know, I, I kind of left out of there without security. Like, mm-hmm, who got y'all asses first? I got y'all asses. You know, I spent time looking for another job while well, y'all paid me. Knew this was coming. Mm, kiss my ass. All right, all right, golf. I'm gonna let you go, man. Hopefully, y'all can slice that together. There's so many questions. So many questions. Like, I, just quit. <laughs> just, 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 just quit, fam. Like, running your eagle talent or your fast Mr. Beachy, as you wanted to call it, running that into a ditch. How, how about the fact that the man said, you know, luckily nobody was injured because I got out the car fast enough. Uh, and on top of it, he said he didn't want to go with it any longer. So, he, you know, he came to work. You got police and paramedics involved. Like, there's a point of no return there. And for your boss, for you to get into an accident and then for you to tell me as a boss that you're going to immediate care? Oh, yeah, fam. Where should we send this pink slip? <laughs> because you bullshit. Nobody runs into a ditch and it has to do with paramedics and the cops. And then the paramedics say, hey, by the way, we'll drop you off here at the South Loop Urgent Care. No, you're going to a hospital. So that, that, um, that supervisor was an idiot. And... Shout out to you for gaming them, um, but you wrecked your ride. Like I, uh, <laughs> the balance. You know what I mean? <laughs> Quitting a job or because if you have an eagle talent, that means you don't have any other car. Let's let's be let's be, let's keep it funky. It's not like you got the SUV and you got a talent to work, right? So, man. I appreciate you guys for detailing the scoundrels that you are. And I know you're out there listening. So we're going to keep pumping these questions out. Uh, the voicemails have been fun the last couple of pods. And, of course, we're going to keep getting your reactions to Bears and Bulls and offseason baseball stuff until this lockout happens. So, once again, Tanny, great job. And great job to everybody out there on the voicemail line. Time for some commercials. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Bulls Talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Back to space with Jason down close side. Hey, it's good to see Colonel Mustard has joined us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. oh, my God. 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 Colonel Mustard. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh. Yo, this is what happens when we don't do a crossover. Yes. You get in the fourth quarter. Exactly. <laughs> is he the relation to Colonel Custer? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. You know, listen, listen. Before before we uh get to addressing the Knicks, right? Shout out to Jason Benetti and Stacey King. Always a fantastic call. JV, he's he's one of the first guests here on the Full Go Podcast, so that's family 
right? But he also knows that he can pull shit like that, and I look like the bad guy if I come back at his head, right? Like on Twitter, you got all these bums who couldn't dress themselves, nor the kids that they put in these Instagram and 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 Twitter fi- photos, right? Like you got your whole family out here looking crazy, but you got the nerve to talk about my daring fashionist. What was it? What what do they call it? the ladies fashionistas? So can I be a fashionista or a Mister? Listen, man. Colonel Mustard, I'll let JB get away with that, right? I'll let Stace get away with that. KG can get away with it. My mama can get away with it. Everybody having a good time with it. But I promise you, put some dress clothes on the dude who's talking crazy on Twitter and, and, and put them up to me, and I bet you I'll dust him. I bet you I'll sweep him up. Nah, man, JB's the goods. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good night at the UC. By the way, I was going to start this before Tannehill bombarded me with the embarrassment of the night, which is hilarious because I hey, wore, what, what embarrassment? What no, embarrassment? I don't think, like, so I've worn this at least three, four times in the last couple of years. This exact situation I got on. So, you know what it is. This dude's who got, you know, donut sprinkles all over their shirts and <laughs> still wearing Zubas who got, got nerve to comment on me. But it's fun. It's all in good fun. Shout out to JV. I love it. I love it. Don't. And if I go back at people, doesn't mean I'm, you know, salty or I'm angry. It's just we, we play the dozens. We roast each other. It's all good. He know what he's getting away with, though. So I'm going I'm to text some very awful things to his phone that would get me canceled so I'm, I'm just gonna keep it funky with you i'm going to text some things to jason benetti and, and tanny you can guess whatever the case may be i'm gonna text some things to jason benetti's phone is gonna make him question our friendship going forward and things that if they ever got out i would be out here uh counter suing the league like john gruden all right so i'm just gonna keep it funky there but as we get this thing uh reignited because um, we're not gonna lie to you uh the beginning part of this Pod was taped after the Bears game when we were all feeling weird and feeling down and just resigned to our Bears fan life. And then the bull showed up. Bing bong. That's what I'm I was hoping you had it ready for me, Teddy. Bing bong, the Knicks is dead. We smoking on that Knicks pack tonight. And you can send this to Knicks Reddit, Bulls Reddit. You can send it to the boy. I think they do a terrific job, the Bing Bong dudes. Like, I think they do an outstanding job. The Spider-Man at, at, at Comic-Con was hilarious. Like, the up and down, I think. What's, what's, what's the side, name? Side Talk. Side, side Talk NYC. Side so, yeah, Talk give, NYC. Give them a follow. It's one of my favorite things anywhere, really. Uh, dude, they, they do terrific work. But they got to know that when this happens to them, it's going to come back. I'm sure every city that the Knicks have lost in has done the hacky bing bong thing that we just did. It's just our chance to do it. Uh, fun game, right? Anytime the Bulls and the Knicks, because you know what we grew up in, Tanny, right? We're around the same age. We grew up understanding the Knicks was something that you just had to get through, right? Like, you were going to get through it, but it was going to feel icky. The basketball wasn't going to be pretty. You know, Pat Riley would be finally dressed on the sidelines, and then he had a bunch of goons out there, the, the, the Anthony Masons of the world, the John Starks of the world, like hard, tough-as-nails cats who can hoop as well. So this is the nostalgia that sets in anytime the Knicks come back into town. And then on top of it, you've got D-Rose, you've got Tibbs. Taj didn't play tonight, but Taj is a part of that thing. It's Joakim Noah bobblehead night right at the UC you got Tony Kukoc in the luxury suites getting all the ovations like the vibes were right tonight and that was a game 
and I said it on the postgame show, that was a game that the Bulls lose nine times out of ten last year, the year before last. But this year, they've got – and I hate to – I don't want to put it like this, but it has to be put like this, I guess. They put the kids to bed, man. They send the kids elsewhere. Like, they're not counting on kids to win these games. Yeah, Kobe White got busy tonight, and it was it was great to see. Ten points in the fourth quarter, but Kobe White was a lot more important to this team than he is this year. Last year, I should say. He was a lot more important last year than he is this year to this team. And this year, he's of high importance because they don't – you know, they need some scoring, right? They, they need somebody besides Zach and DeMar to fill it up. And he is a designated scorer, especially since Vooch is out. So his importance is still high. But last year, they were trying to force feed him the point guard role. Billy Donovan trying to figure out what he could digest, if he can get people involved, if he can keep the tempo, if he can keep, you know, if he could understand uh, shot clock and, and score situations, if he could understand who the hot man was all while being aggressive. Now, Kobe White off his shoulder surgery, who, let's face it, when you're when you're rehabbing, that's not you getting better. That's you getting healthier. So he's rehabbing and getting healthier and not really getting a chance to work on his game. And these are the jumps that early players take. He missed out on that this year. First three games, Kobe White scored two points. And those two points came, uh, I believe it, a, a layup against the Denver Nuggets last game. So for two games straight, he didn't score a point. That's not his DNA. That's not his profile. But – 14 points tonight, 10 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Zach Levine was aggressive early on, but Zach was fighting a little bit all game. And then DeMar DeRozan, first quarter, three points, one for seven. Last three quarters, nine for 13, 28 points. Like, when I say putting the kids to bed or, or, or letting the kids go play while the grown-ups get, got to do their thing, you know, grown-ups downstairs playing cards, hanging out, talking crazy, gossiping about each other, there's a certain point in the night when you got to send the kids upstairs to bed because the grown-up party's going to start. And it's going to start, you know, smelling like pine cones down there for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, you understood <laughs> as a kid growing up when it was time for your ass to get upstairs. It seems as if the kids have been put to bed. They've been sent to bed. This is grown folks' business now. I got national dudes on my phone texting me, yo, the Bulls are legit, bro. And and all I've been doing these last few pods has been like, hey, the season could be teetering, but it's legit because I thought it was teetering because of the thumb injury and because of Vooch's uh, you know, COVID-19 positive test. And lesser teams or these teams the last couple of years – the season would have been teetering. This team, Zach has played through it. You barely know that Zach has an injury. You know, the first couple of games of that injury, he was losing the ball, going to his left. This game, he struggled with his shot a little bit, but he drove the the the, the pivotal points in the game. Zach's last drive to the hole, drove left, finished with his left. Like, this dude's playing through pain. It's something that's uh, that should be accounted for when we talk, you know, about the, the Zach story in full. And also – you know, he's kind of, even though he's still Zach, he's kind of taking a back seat to a guy that's new to a team. You know, that's real leadership shit to me. When a guy's like, hey, I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let you cook because, one, you can. Two, you've earned it. And three, we need you, right? Like some dudes, you you go to a new team and you see guys like, all right, understand, fam, this is the pecking order here. I've been losing here for a while. So now that we got teams, uh, players around us, it's, it's time for me to get loose. Zach is still getting loose, but you can tell that DeMar DeRozan has a certain hold on this team, especially offensively, that if it weren't for Zach and him understanding and, and becoming you know, a, a young veteran now and in his prime, you know, young Zach might have bristled because he's still trying to find his way. This team, this team is different. 
And I'm not saying this team is going to contend for a title and all that, but I promise you, like I said, this team is going to force some very uncomfortable moments in the playoffs. And for everybody who's wondering, oh, you're jumping you know, way out over your skis here, only thing I point to is defense. If you're going to tell me DeMar DeRozan is going to fall back, cool, I'm with that. If DeMar DeRozan isn't 27 points a game, I can understand. Like, if DeMar is 22 or 23, fine. If, if, if Zach Levine is a guy that's going to have to, uh, you know, monitor that thumb as the season goes along because people are going at that thing, right, as they should. If, if if there's an injury that happens, whatever the case may be, once you get the DNA defensively that this team has in it, you're going to be all right. There's going to be nights where you can rest two guys or two guys can be out and you still win a game 95 to 92 just because you played defense. Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball, you know, and I'm not going to compare them to KG in this sense, but – I'm talking about Kevin Garnett, not the original KG, Kendall Gill. Uh, but I, I always make the, the comparison or, or, or point directly to what happened with the Celtics. Ray Allen, Paul Pierce were never thought of as high-level defenders. Ray was a, a, a decent defender in Milwaukee, right? Seattle kind of went awry because he was out there just doing his thing. Paul Pierce never thought of as that decent defender. Those two dudes became better than average or plus defenders in a lot of moments when Kevin Garnett landed in Boston. It's a dude you can't say my bad to, right? That's a dude that's looking and talking and communicating. He enjoys defense like you enjoy scoring. So when a guy like Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso are heading up your defense, this isn't some post presence who's communicating to everybody. This is what everyone is seeing as the ball is coming up the court. That makes a difference. It makes a difference when you see a dude picking up a cat three-quarter court or picking up a cat half court or on my birthday night when we went to watch the Bulls play against the Brooklyn Nets, him snatching guys, literally taking guys off of Kevin Garnett. I'm Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant, I should say, literally pulling guys off of Kevin Durant and saying, I got him this trip. Like, when those dudes are doing that, whatever you've been defensively is going to show. It's going to show if you're not doing the same things. And then you throw wild-ass Javante Green out there or Derrick Jones Jr., you know, flying this way and that way. This team has a different vibe to it. And you could talk about the fit. You could talk about what they don't have. You could talk about Vooch's slow start and then COVID-19 jumping in the game, un- un- unfortunately so. Uh, you could talk about Zach's thumb. You could talk about his contract. You could talk about all these things. And you might be right. But what I know I'm right about until further notice is this Bulls team plays playoff level defense. And if you got that, the scoring is going to take care of itself at some point because you're going to be out and running. Teams that take the ball out the net too often better have guys that can go for 40. Teams that make you miss shots and have guys who can go for 40, they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. And that's exactly what I think this Bulls team is going to do. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coming up on the next episode of The Full Goal with Jason Goff. 
All right, that's all the time we have here on the Full Go Podcast. We'll be back Tuesday night when we'll be joined by the longest tenured Chicago Bear of all time. And if you don't know the answer to this question, if you weren't thinking Patrick Manley, then you're dead wrong. You're not a Bears fan. You should never, ever watch another Bears game. Pat Manley is going to be joining us on the next pod. We'll preview Bears-Lions with Pat. Take a look ahead to Bulls and Rockets. Get a chance to see the number two pick in the draft, hopefully Jalen Green. And always, you can hit us up on the voicemail line. Your work has been spirited over the last couple of uh, pods. It's probably because we've been directing you, so we're going to keep directing you. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at uh, Jason1Golf. Uh, you can follow, what is it, at Chris Tannehill, right, Tanny? That's right. All right, at Chris Tannehill, because he retweets any other nonsense that I throw out there uh, when it comes to this pod. So dial us up on the voicemail line when you see that question, or if you want to react to anything, 773-359-3103 is the phone number, 773-359-3103. I'd like to thank our producers, Chris Tannehill, as always, my main man, 50 grand. Steve Cerruti, don't call me Steve. And Jesse Lopez jumping on the team now. We appreciate his work as well. For the fellas, I am Jason Goff. Thanking you so much for listening to the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. We truly, truly appreciate you. Until the next time, as always, take care of each other and be safe. Thank you for listening to my daddy. It's the Full Go